Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Brett, and today we're going to be talking about Hacks, Season 1. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Brett recommended this show to me about, I don't know, two months ago, three months ago? Yeah, just about. I think, like, just while it was coming out. Yeah. Because it came out... It's on HBO Max. It came out um, on Thursdays, like two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. So they uh, it it uh, aired pretty quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. But but it was a really big success. Like it's been it seems like for it. a ton of Emmys, and it and yeah. it had. I don't know if it still does, but I know that for a long time it had a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like. It's been kind of just well liked by everybody that I've seen, you know. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be surprised if they um, next season started doing one a week, just to kind just of spread like it out, spread, stretch it out longer, you mm-hmm. know. But, yeah, get yeah. renewed for season two. Yeah, it got renewed for season two like the same day its last episode aired. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was well written and, um, no, just a really good comedy. And it's HBO, so of course it's good. Yeah. And a lot of HBO often does good stuff. Oh, yes. But, um, but yeah, it's very, very well written. We were talking about this before we started recording, but, um, the creators of this show, uh, Paul W. Downs, Jen Stasky, and um, I'm blanking on the last creator all worked on a show called Broad City that was on Comedy Central for a while. That was very, very, very good. Yeah, and, you need to check um, it out. And so they kind of kind of came from that. That's cool. But yeah, it's yeah, very, Hacks very is a... well read. Mm-hmm. I also like... Um, you know the way it talks about women in comedy and yes how definitely has, you know changed and evolved over like many many years um yeah hacks is about um a comedian named deborah vance she's played by jean smart and her jokes are starting to become a little outdated and ava is a writer whose agent sends her to deborah vance to write her new jokes She's sent to Las Vegas, Nevada. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, she's sent to Las Vegas, Nevada, where Deborah Vance lives upstairs in a casino. And... No, she lives upstairs in a casino. Oh, then where does Deborah Vance live? She lives in her own, like, mansion, essentially. That makes a lot more sense. I was just confused why... Ava would always walk downstairs and there'd be a casino. <laughs> yeah. Um, Deborah is immediately emotional, is emotionally abusive to Ava when she states that she's only seen clips of her material. Yeah. Yeah, fun. that I've I've read a lot of interviews and stuff about how that first interaction in the first episode, where it's, it's sort of like her job interview, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Is really really um was kind of the biggest part of the whole like their whole introducing their relationship 
Yeah, their know? first impression. Like, I think I'm pretty sure that's actually what Hannah Einbinder... Because they knew, they, they knew Jane Smart was going to be the upper band from, like, right at the beginning, but they inter, they uh, auditioned people for Ava, and that's the scene that I think they auditioned with, you know? Mm-hmm. Was like Just to see, like, the chemistry between the characters. Chemistry and stuff, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Deborah's annoyed with Marty, who owns the... Um, help me out here. Palmetto? Yeah. Is it Palmetto? Yeah, I think it's the Palmetto. Okay. He owns the Palmetto Casino, and um, Deborah's annoyed with him because she's getting less shows now. I said, Yeah, he's, he's uh, going to replace her with pentatonics. Yeah, that's funny. She didn't know what pentatonics is. Ava's a very relatable character. Oh, AC. Neighbors having sex upstairs, struggling to find a good spot to work. I don't know. It is very relatable. (laughs) Um, Deborah Vance has a fountain soda machine in her house, which is ridiculous. And claims Diet Coke is better that way, from the fountain. Yeah. Ava starts doing that later on as well. I, um... Yeah, I think Ava was a really, really interesting character. I liked her a lot, especially with like, you know, her bisexuality and stuff. That's another some. That's another thing that these creators and writers and different things they've done has always they've always done well is like representation and stuff. You know. Yeah, she's and, very open about everything about herself, and especially mm-hmm. how she's like bi. She talks to Deborah about that. Yeah, she's very open about it, and and she, um, you know, she. There are multiple, you know, LGBTQ characters in in the show that yes. you know aren't in like necessarily in like relationships with each other. You know, Marcus. like yeah, like they all have like <laughs> their own separate things going on. That it's not like they're kind of bundled together. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, we see Ava rides in the car with one girl, and she interrupts Ava's speech to sing Selena Gomez's chorus. <laughs> yes, Kiki, just, she's so funny. Yeah, she is funny. I just thought that was a relatable scene, too, like, when people are trying to have a conversation, but someone has to sing the chorus of their favorite song. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ava gets drunk in a casino with a Karen. Yeah, that's, yeah, I really like this whole, like, first episode where she, or, like, these first two, you know, where she really, um, she's just kind of, like, figuring, she really just goes into it with, like, this, screw this, I'm out, you know, mentality, like, she's already annoyed when she gets to Las Vegas, and then she has this experience with Deborah, and she's pissed off, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's, um, I think it really sets her up for some good character development throughout the season. Definitely. I like when she says, this game is such capitalist BS, and then immediately yeah. goes, I won! And then immediately yeah, <laughs> That was funny. Um, Deborah has Ava serve as a pawn for her to get a pepper shaker at an antique shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Then she gets a flat tire and leaves in a helicopter, but leaves Ava alone in the desert. Oh, that was really funny. She lectures her about, you know, you don't know what hard it is, you know, and she's like, but I'm also good, and good is the minimum, you know, especially for women in comedy. Right. And, you know, obviously it's, they play it off as a joke, because obviously she, you know, flies back in a helicopter, but she has, like, you know, a lot of this season is about Ava kind of understanding what, like, Deborah had gone through to get to this point, you know, and mm-hmm. why she acts the way that she does. Yeah. They get very close. Um, Deborah puts the pepper shaker with her salt shaker, a metaphor of how she's still trying to find her match. Um, Deborah has fish put into her pond and then later fishes for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. All, that also introduces the um, I'm forgetting his I'm forgetting his name now, but the, the water boy, uh, water control guy. Yeah, that Marcus likes. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus is also great. He's awesome. Hopkins, they got nominated for an Emmy as well, which I think is really well deserved because they did a great job. Oh, definitely. And Marcus is so funny, especially I think, I think that um, once this show was like really good first five episodes, like it was good, you know, mm-hmm. and then I feel like once it hits six, it gets like really great. You know, like, that's definitely where they found their groove. And I think a lot of that was, um, like, a big part of that was relying a little bit more on Carl Clemens Hopkins and their role as Marcus, you know, because he's a really great part of the show. Yeah, he is a really great part of the show. He's he's really funny. And he definitely gets more to do, like, after episode six, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, they built the character relationships by the time we got to episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, Kayla's a terrible secretary for Jimmy. She's, she's awful. Oh, oh my god, she's so great. She. <laughs> I also. I also. I also kind of. I feel like she sort of didn't. I feel like she kind of should have gotten nominated for an Emmy for that. Oh but god. also, like. There's not really a category for what she was because she wasn't Most really annoying character. She wasn't really supporting. She wasn't like a supporting actress, you know. But she also wasn't a guest actress. Like she was kind of in between. Like she right? wasn't too supportive. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, she's like a supporting supporting actor, you know. But she was really great. I thought she was one of the funniest parts of the show. Whenever she showed up. Yeah, she was kind of funny though. Um, Deborah gets a package from her sister, refuses to open it. Mm-hmm. Ava yeah. sends a nude to her ex-girlfriend while at work after she says she misses her. Ava she just seems like a hot mess sometimes, but that's okay. When she... Ava's what? Ava just seems like a hot mess sometimes, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when Deborah finds her and she, like, falls out of her chair and everything. Right. Also, um, we were talking about her receiving a package from her sister earlier. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like they're definitely going to do more with that relationship in, like, season two. Because it's really only mostly set up 
you know like i feel like there isn't much of an emotional payoff for that part right Mm -hmm. um so i think that they're gonna go a little deeper into that relationship in season two yeah they didn't really do too much with it i don't know if they will though because it seems like deborah's kind of like over it well i also think that um i think that a lot of that storyline and that relationship is just about showing you know why she acts the way that she acts right Mm -hmm. um ava's confused why deborah doesn't talk to her sister even though she still jokes about it on stage deborah's husband left her for her sister (laughs) and then deborah burned down his house question mark (laughs) yeah that was yeah. Yeah. Rough. That's that's rough. I know. Yeah, a little rough there. Sorry, Deborah, but also like, uh, that's arson. Yeah. Ava says, "I think if you thought it was funny, you would have opened that package this morning." Ooh. I don't know. I just like that line. It was good. Uh, I yeah, I did too. I also I also think that um that it's really interesting how they talk about and they talk about this in later episodes but like um she jokes about stuff that isn't necessarily like true or necessarily funny to her you know she really digs into deborah and nobody's able to do that besides ava for some reason yeah because Deborah likes it. For Deborah, especially, joking about it is a way of like coping with it, you mm-hmm. know? Yes. But that was inter- another interesting thing to show with her and her character. Mm hmm. Ava and Deborah go on a tour bus, and Deborah cracks jokes about Ava's nudes, which was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that scene is oof, brutal. Yeah. When she just, Cringy. like, she just tears into her, you mm-hmm. know? Ava and her dad, question mark? I don't remember why I wrote that. Yeah, she... that That's another thing that was, like, I I liked how they did that and how they set that up for later on in the show. But it was it's interesting seeing the dynamic with their parents. Her mom got nominated for a guest actress. Oh, dang. That's funny. Because her mom is really good. Yeah, she was really good. Really, it was really funny. But, um... Her mom, especially, I think, manages to be, you know, you feel bad for her, but you're also kind of annoyed with her, but you all, but she's also being funny, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she she did a really great job, I think, and, and does a lot with a pretty small role, you know? No, yeah, definitely, in the uh, few episodes that she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, Deborah's daughter wants to make a jewelry company. Yes, her daughter is so funny. Her daughter is also, as Caitlin Olsen, she was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She's in Olsen? Sunny in Philadelphia, that show will never end. She's in Olsen? Huh? She's in Olsen? No, she's not in Olsen, but she is, her last name is Olsen, you know? That's funny. I think it's spelled differently. I think it's spelled O-L-S-O-N. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, she's really funny. Yeah, Ava and 
Sorry, you go. No, no, no. Ava and her hang out, and Deborah and Marty have drinks together and get close to having a fun times. Yeah. <laughs> have you, um, have you um, seen Shit's Creek? I've watched the first two or three episodes. Oh, you gotta, you gotta... Do I have to put that on my Brett Dar? Yeah, you do have to put that on your Brett Dar. I'm, Ladies I'm and gentlemen. people told you to watch Shit's Creek. It was, like, the most popular show last year. Yeah, but, definitely. But, um... I, well, yeah, I do Lee feel Lee. like Caitlin Olsen is, like, a really interesting sort of, um... To use Loki terms, variant of like Alexis, the sister in Schitt's Creek, <laughs> where I think that she's in a very similar situation, but I think that they do a good job of kind of deepening her character a little more than I think they did with Alexis, you know, giving her more background and more complexity, right? Yeah. And like you really feel bad for her and kind of empathize with her. But I can't say time, I, like, I can. She still does stuff right so mm-hmm. i can't say that like i can agree with you on the shit's creek thing because i don't know but um yeah. yeah that's for the audience to decide <laughs> yeah i like i like her character a lot but also where do i put it on the brett dar i have a list that brett tells me um, what shows he wants me to watch? I have recommendations from other people, but I have a whole list can can find of Brett's recommendations called my Brett Dar. Where's the Brett Dar? Um, hmm. I would put it much after like good good place, Umbrella Academy and Expanse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those yeah, are on there. I, I would put it. Um, um, but I would put it number two. Number probably. two? Ooh, dang. Number two, yeah. Because it's just like, it's just a really feel-good, light, funny show, you know? I do like light, funny shows sometimes. Sometimes. So that would be, like, nice. Like, for example, if you're going to watch, like, an episode of The Expanse, and then you just need something that's, like, chill and funny and not Like stressful, The Handmaid's Tale? You know? Oh, wait. <laughs> I said, like, The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, like, yeah. Chill, like non-stressful, and funny. Yeah. Yeah, if you're watching something like that, and then you finish, and you need something that's just, like, short and funny and light, Shit's Creek is great for that. I would say even better for that, specifically, than something like The Good Place. Okay. Alright, I'll have to check it out. Um anyway. But back to Hacks, uh, Deborah pretends to be interested in Marty's girlfriend's art and starts taking pictures of them with a bunch of her pieces. Yeah, this, I didn't understand this at first because she uses this later as leverage, tries to use it against Marty, right? Yeah. But I think on like my second watch, I was like, oh, I get it. Because he's using, um, he's using a business profits or something like that like his some other account or something to get those pieces you know mm-hmm. which means his net worth is actually more than he says so yeah his ex- number of ex-wives could uh request more alimony or 
something like that, right? Right. Which I thought was another, like... He was lying know, about the actual net worth that he had so his ex-wives could take advantage of it, potentially. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, Which is, you know, something Kiki kind of says in the first episode. Like, she's, you know, she can be really ruthless, but she's also, like, a hustler, you know? And if you... Mm-hmm. She knows how to play the game to get what she wants, you know? <laughs> Because she, you know, grew up having to, or, you know, grew up in the comedy scene having to uh, kind of do that, you know, do whatever it takes to get ahead. Yeah. Um, We see Deborah's daughter sell bad photos of Deborah to TMZ for a lot of money, which was weird. Ava's mom is ready for her to fail and yells at her on the phone about her career, even though the dad was asleep. Her mom's absolutely insane. But yeah, the actress mom, is very That's the other thing where it's good. like, you know, her mom just like wants the best for her and thinks what she's doing is best, you know, trying to force her to come home, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's, you know, obviously not. But not best for her. That's also where like the complexity of that character comes in is that she's, stressed out with the dad and now she's stressed out with her because she's worried that she's like you know not doesn't have a job or something like that right so she's just kind of freaking out all over the place so i think again it's really um a really good job by that actress oh yes definitely um deborah and ava seem to both be filling the void that they have of their mother and their daughter (laughs) There's a montage of Gene Smart doing the exact same stand-up with the same kind of clothes every day in the next episode. Mm, Yeah, that was... Yeah, you mean where it, like, it fades in and out into, like, each other, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really... That was a really interesting opening. The match cut. Edited and just different, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, there were a lot of match cuts in that montage. Uh, Ava says that they should stop doing jokes for Panera people. (laughs) That made me laugh. Oh yes, me too. Deborah is able to blackmail Marty about his extravagant wealth to his ex-wives. The guy at the front desk gives Ava toothpaste after an awkward exchange with her old friends. Ava meets George and trips on Molly with him. Yeah. There's a really good song that plays during that. I have that on my Spotify now. <laughs> yeah, what was that song? That song sounded good. Ghost Ride? I think yeah, that's what I, it's I called. By Krems or something? I don't yeah. Know. But, um... But, yeah, that was really... It was, I, uh, I like that, and I wasn't expecting, you know, what that ends up to be, right? No. But, it, yeah, he was also super funny, and um, he was also in a Marvel show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I did not know he was in that. That's funny. He was a major character. He was like a, you know, main, main character for, from, you know, like the beginning. Like From after I watched to the finale, you know, so he's in it for like a good three seasons. After I stopped watching, <laughs> stopped watching. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, not not like not really. I would say MCU canon, or it's no. like the same universe as the movies. But not really that important to watch. I did. I stopped yeah. after four seasons. Yeah. Um. Ava calls Deborah really effed up and quits over the phone. But then the next morning, we see George had apparently committed elder fraud and jumps yeah. out the window in the hotel that they were in. Jesus. But it's also interesting, like, watching that episode again, you know, seeing all the things he's doing, like, blowing off all his money, you know, just kind of doing whatever you know not really seeming to care about any of the consequences living you know? like it's the last day on earth anyway yeah exactly like it, it makes sense you know yeah the way he's acting Ava wants to be friends with Marcus so bad and I do too yeah it was funny it was <laughs> funny when she like calls him She's like, you can pay this number, and he's like, I will. And then just, like, hangs up and sets the phone down. <laughs> yeah. Deborah has surgery, and Ava drops her phone on her face. That was funny. That whole sequence where she's trying to figure out what to do. She's trying to, you know, unlock, unlock the phone so she can delete the voicemail that she had left. Right. Because she regrets it. She regrets it, right? But... But she accidentally hole. drops the phone on her face. <laughs> yeah, trying to unlock the face ID while she's asleep. Marcus dancing with the sprinklers on. That was iconic. Marcus in this whole episode is so great. Especially him and his mom. Oh, yes. And his, mom and his mom's friend were so funny. Deborah and Ava prank Perla. Perla is this housemaid who helps out with Deborah at this, like, I don't know. She th she's at this, like, rehab center or whatever. Yeah, it's like a plastic surgery... Center or whatever. Medical center sort of thing. You know? I don't know. But Perla's there helping out, and Deborah and Ava prank her, <laughs> which was really funny. Oh my god, it was horrifying, but it was sort of funny. You know, it's one of those things, like... <laughs> You laugh at it, but then you kind of feel bad for laughing at it. You know what I mean? No, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene was great. Deborah tells Ava that she didn't burn down her ex-husband's house. Bum, bum, mm -hmm. bum. That was something also I really liked that they did that, like, again, it goes back to her just kind of doing whatever she needs to to get ahead, right? Like, mm-hmm. She obviously tried to tell people, like, I didn't burn down his house, no, but no one believed her, you know? Right. Which I think is... Which, it, I mean, yeah. It kind of helped on her end anyway, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, in a way, she's still... She's her still intimidation. She's still the lady who burned down her ex-husband's house, right? But yeah. I'd imagine that it's... She, uh, you know, she made good use of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jean Smart is fantastic in her role. And she has a great monologue about how she really did love her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. She is really 
Yeah, I like Hannah Einbinder a lot. I like um, Clara Clemens Hopkins a lot. They're really great. But uh, Jean Smart is just like she's crazy, fantastic, crazy good in this show and yeah. kind of everything she's in. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like she, Yeah, Mary of Easttown. She's amazing, Mary of Easttown. Mm-hmm. I think she's really starting to get her recognition that she deserves. You know, yeah, which is really great to see. Ava wants Deborah Vance to be more personable in her act. So do I. Ava has a dream where she makes out with Deborah Vance. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, Deborah's daughter starts playing the Jurassic Park theme on the piano. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, ten years, or, ten you years know, of piano lessons. Ten years of piano practice, and this is all she learns to play. <laughs> But then she gets engaged, which was awkward. I also, but I do like how, like, I feel like in a lesser written show, that's where Deborah would have had her freak out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, or that's where Deborah would have been like, no, you're not going to get engaged because blah, 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 right? Right. But it's when she, it, you know, it's later when they do it, you know, which I thought was really great. It was really smart. Very different. Yeah, very different. Um, the house manager and the other guy <laughs> argue yeah, about how many candles man. to put on the cake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who's putting on? The- yeah, yeah. When they when they fight about if uh, I'm I'm blanking on the daughter's name, but if she's DJ? gonna get a prenup, you know, <laughs> and, and then Deborah right. obviously takes it way too far. Yeah, she takes it way too far, but it was a little... I mean, she should get a prenup anyway. Sure, but, but like, like... But Deborah took it too far. You obviously understand where Deborah's coming from, because, like, she got everything taken away from her and her divorce, right? Right. She's just trying but, to be safe for her daughter. Yeah. But, like, she, so she's just looking out for her daughter, but, like... You know, at the same time, she obviously, like, goes way too far and starts, like, insulting her daughter, you right. know? In the middle so, like, of that special night. But then she goes off and gets married in the Tunnel of Love anyway. Yeah. And... Which is another, which is another like, point where I feel like they really kind of, you know they kind of walk up to the line and they're like, oh, they're going to do this stereotypical thing that, like, a lot of shows do and then they don't do it, you know? Like, right, oh, but then they did this, do like, it. Impromptu, they're doing this impromptu wedding at a drive through you know, chapel. It's going to be all stupid and they're making a terrible decision. But then they, you know, they have their vows and they're really, like, heartfelt and, like, you know, maybe they just want to get married, you know? It's not, yeah. it's not always necessarily them being idiots right mm-hmm. exactly um Deborah Vance finds out that her 25th or 2500th show will be her last at the Palmetto eh. yeah yeah is yeah crazy that was it but Deborah and Ava like try to write a whole new comedy sketch really quickly Mm-hmm. We see Deborah's. Like, 
it's obvious, like, I, and I think that the show also says this, but, like, it's kind of the best thing for her, though, you know? Like, right. she really was just stuck in a, like, she hadn't really written anything new in years, you know? Right, that, like, that montage earlier where she was just in different clothes but saying the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ava's dad trying to see the show, but he had a stroke a few months prior. So Ava's mom starts blaming Ava for her father wanting to come see her. I felt like these family dynamics were so, like, relatable, where, like, Ava wasn't doing anything, but yet she got involved in family drama. <laughs> yeah, or like, or, like, she just, like, called her and immediately just assumed that, like, she had done something when she really had no evidence to support it, right. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so that was all really interesting. Marcus's mom randomly shows up to his house while he's trying to go on a date with his yes, water that boy. So mm hmm. Ava wants Deborah to stand up for women and inspire them with the power and wealth that she has at her fingertips. So she has this amazing stand up routine where she gives Drew $1.69 million. <laughs> So that he doesn't do stand-up ever again, which was awesome. That was really great. And, uh... And Deborah taking a stand is cool to see. Yeah, really cool to see, especially because, like, you know, she hasn't done that in years, right? Right. And, yeah, and just that whole scene was so, so, like, oh, just cringy, like, when he was firing back at her, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to be like smart ass you know right and, he is just an awful person you can tell yeah but you know she had the last laugh it was pretty that was a really great scene i remember when i was watching that scene for the first time i was like i was like in my kitchen watching it and i was like making something and i literally <laughs> just like stopped what i was doing and just like watched for the whole scene because it was just like <laughs> her performance is just like so oh it's so good so good and like enthralling, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good scene. She sees her sister Kathy after the show as well, and um, I don't know, nothing really happens. And then, she and then she just comes back and they're driving away and they're driving past her sister and she just like speeds up right towards her and then turns away right at the last. And second. almost hits her. <laughs> pretty funny deborah prepares for her stand-up and ava lies to get out of practice ava goes to a coffee shop and bryce dallas howard has been in the bathroom for a while (laughs) yeah that was so funny she flies back to la for for a job interview that jimmy their uh their uh you know their agency their agent his assistant has set up for her mm-hmm. and, and she's so she's back in la which she loves right yeah and that scene was really great when she and i especially love when she's like i can't tell who's just normal people or who's hind <laughs> ava meets up with her ex-girlfriend though and mm-hmm. we hear oh yeah i've been listening to this obscure ish band since like senior year of high school i don't know how but they found me is what they're called 
and they, one of their songs started playing in the show while she was walking, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So it's cool that they got a little shout out there. I don't know how, but they found them. Yeah. Um, Ava gets hired for a new job that would shame Deborah, but mm-hmm. she didn't realize it was going to shame Deborah beforehand, so she declines their offer. Uh, those those uh, two actors or whatever, they're so great. Kirby Howell Baptiste, she um, had a pretty big part in The Good Place and also had a pretty minor role in Barry and the other guy who I don't know, he um, he was in Modern Family. Oh, that's funny. Like a season or something. The two British both, writers. Yeah, but mm. they're both really fun. They were both really funny and had like good chemistry. I thought. Yeah. Deborah has a long monologue about how people are born alone, and die alone. That was the best monologue of the season. Yeah. I thought. And it also, she also talks about, you know, when you find someone you can like. And you share a sense of humor, like how special that is, right? Right. And I think that goes back to that um, salt and pepper shaker thing. Yeah. Right? Finding with your like, your your person with kind of Ava. Her with, uh, yeah. And I think about like Melissa and I have our own like little. We have our own humor. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah. Deborah Vance Drive becomes a thing. Um, Kayla comes with Jimmy to L.A. and she gets a little too overboard about things. That scene is so funny. When they're in the hotel room. And then, and and then she's like, then she runs off the bathroom and he's like, "I'm sending an email to HR." And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, I'm sending. Email to Denise, and she goes, not Denise. And he's like, hey, Denise, Kayla did it again. <laughs> so funny. And then when he, interrupts, when he interrupts Ava later, and he's like, I'm in the middle of, the, of a Me Too situation, and I'm the me, Ava. <laughs> Kayla's dad, or sorry, Ava's dad has a stroke, and she has to leave the night of Deborah's show. Deborah puts Ava in an absolutely terrible position by, um, I don't know, but she thought Ava was lying, I guess. It's just... Well, because she finds out, because Ava goes back to her apartment that Marcus was, helped her rent out, mm-hmm. and she runs into the guy who she was renting, because she's going there to get some shoes or something, you know? Right. And then, and then the guy she was renting to reaches out to Marcus and was like hey this woman came by she says she owns the place she was getting shoes for some interview or something right and then he tells Deborah he or she doesn't end up telling Deborah or he tells Jimmy and because he finds out that Kayla got her the interview which is of course bad because you know he said he biggest client up with her and then his assistant was trying to get her on something else you know right and Kayla and so it's just all like 
kind of comes crashing down in this perfect storm mm-hmm. and obviously builds up to this moment and then the episode finally where... Ava gets slapped by Deborah and she Ava quits but I her she also does some really I Hannah Einbinder does some really great acting when she says you know like I was right about you the first day I met you you are a hack you know right and she slaps her and there's this like kind of the culmination of their whole like relationship back and forth up and down dynamic throughout the entire of the entire show you know mm-hmm we see Marcus gets promoted from COO to CEO. Mm-hmm. Ava's father dies and her mom is absolutely insane. Her mom has yeah. a cat and fake memories and it's very religious too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that whole back and forth they have in the bedroom when, when you know, she's like, she... She wants to read something that she wrote, you know, at her dad's funeral, not just, like, some passage from a Bible that she doesn't believe in, right? Yeah, and Ava's yeah. mom is, like, freaking out about it and doesn't want her to taint the the funeral at all. And it's like, you know, you can understand because obviously Ava said some, like, you know, she doesn't want Ava to just, like, start a big thing mm-hmm. and, like, you know, quote-unquote, make it about her. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you also see where Ava's coming from. She wants to, like, you know... She wants to her pay dad. her respects. Yeah, she wants to honor her dad in, like, a more personal way, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and not just, like, like I said, read something from something she doesn't believe in, you know? Right. And also, she she's really hurt because Deborah just decided not to use her, you know, told her she wasn't going to use her material right? yeah it was so like the last like, couple of months were she, like a waste for her yeah exactly she but deborah like vance no wants to hear what she has to say right so you, you she feels completely where, abandoned mm-hmm. you understand where both of them are coming from mm-hmm. deborah vance shows up at the funeral though i said i want my funeral to be like that <laughs> Where they're just telling and jokes. Just to show up. Yeah. Just talk to other people. Yeah. Get everybody hype and excited. Yeah. Deborah invites Ava to go on tour with her. But then at the very end, we see Jimmy calls Ava and asks why she wrote to the British writers about Deborah. Bum, bum, bum. And that's how season bum, one bum. ends. But I thought it was a really great season of television, and I'm really glad I watched it. And I'm excited for season two. Yeah. I hope it wins some awards at the Emmys. I think that Gene Smart will definitely win. I don't think that there's really anyone else who's like a lead actress on a comedy series, aside from like maybe Katie Cuoco, that. That's true. um, That has as much of a shot at it than she does, you know? Mm hmm. But yeah, I really I think she's definitely gonna win lead actress in a comedy series. Um, I think Hannah Einbinder could win, but I think she's I'm not sure if she has as much she of a she doesn't have as good of a shot. I yeah. think I think if she wins you know, obviously she put in a really great performance, but I think she'll also be carried by like Gene Smart. Mm-hmm. I think like if Hack sweeps, I think it'll be 
because Gene Smart really built up some momentum for them. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. But it's also going to be kind of the question of, like, well, Ted Lasso is also kind of nominated on a lot of the same things they are. Mm-hmm. You know? And Ted Lasso kind of swept some of the SAG awards, too. Yeah, and Ted Lasso is just, like, generally super well-liked by just everyone. You mm-hmm. know, rightfully, oh, it's a really good show. It is a really but, good show. Well, I didn't watch any of season two yet, but I watched yeah. season one. But, like, she's up against... Um, Hannah Einbinder is up against like uh, Hannah Waddingham, who plays the the owner of Rebecca. the club, and she's really great. So it it uh, yeah, it'll be more tough for I think the supporting competition. She's also up against Rosie Perez from the Flight Attendant. Oh uh, okay. Um, the other thing that kind of annoyed me with the Ted Lasso got nominated. They're um. They submitted, like, they got, like, four or three nominations. No. Yeah, four nominations in the Supporting Actor category. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But they're, like, all great Supporting Actors, though. (laughs) They're... My thing was, like, I... um, Brett Goldstein, who plays, uh... um, Who's the older football player? I don't remember his name. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, he, I can't remember any other names right now. Roy, but I know who Roy you're talking Oh, yes, Roy Kent. He got nominated, which is great, because he's really, really great. But, like, um, the assistant coach got nominated, Coach Beard. Beard. Nate got nominated, and... He's funny, um, too. The owner's assistant got nominated. Yeah, he's funny, too. I, I can't believe I they that, all did. I think that they're funny... But I also think that, like, they're really only funny because of their, because of the way that Ted Lasso reacts off of them, you know? Yeah, but it's also their chemistry that makes the show. That makes any comedy show. I just think, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like, especially, like, the the owner's assistant, Leslie uh, Higgins or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Come on, did Hagen's need to be that? I just felt like it was He's like... He's funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying any of them aren't funny, but I just mean, are they any nomination-worthy funny, you know? Like, I would put, like, Brett Goldstein and maybe Coach Beard, maybe, but, like, that's kind of it, you know what I mean? It feels like one of those things where some, I think something the Emmys does a lot is they just kind of pick a show, you know? Mm. It's been Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it's been Fleabag, it's been... Shit's Creek, you right. know, and they just kind of, and you know, I'm sure all their shows are, those shows are really good, right, but it's just, they take a show, and then that one just wins all the awards, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it, personally. I liked yeah. the direction they I went also, with it. I'm very biased, I think, towards Hacks, and I really want, <laughs> um, I really want, uh, I'm blanking on their name, but Cara Clemens Hopkins, I really want them to win. Mm. They're so great in it. Well, I thought, um, comparably, I thought Hacks was a better show. Yes. Than Ted Lasso? Mm-hmm. I would say, I would say it has better writing, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Ted Lasso is probably a little bit funnier, but I think Hacks' mm-hmm. writing is just yeah, really good. Yeah, I agree. Great. I agree with that, for sure. But yeah. Um, do you have anything else on Hacks Season 1? 
Not really. I just, I just all around really liked it and thought it was a pretty great show. Yeah. And then uh, for season two. I'm excited for season two as well. And Brett will be back for um, the last three episodes of The Bad Batch. Last three episodes of Bad Batch, that's crazy. Yeah, and I don't know if you want to do a Lupone part two, but you're more than welcome yeah. to. Yeah, whenever I watch that, I don't know when I'll get to that, but we could definitely do one on that. Definitely. How so? All right. Well, thank you for joining, sir. Anytime. And thank you guys so much for listening. Do you have anything you want to say for an outro? <laughs> um, not really. I think you've got it. <laughs> That's your outro, usually. All right. Well, be nice to each other out there. <laughs>